Praise the Lord. Oh, yeah, it's happening. <laughs> Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. this morning. Are you ready? Ready to receive? Amen. You're not a God created by human hands. You're not a God dependent on any mortal man. You are not a God Praise God. It's God alone. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. <clears throat> Amen. Our gracious Heavenly Father, we want to say what a privilege it has been to be in your presence, O oh God, and even this morning to feel you stirring and moving amongst us. The service is not over. Lord, we, we still have time. 
And we ask you, Lord, that you would move in a special and personal way. For you know who's here. I'm preaching to a crowd, but you're pre preaching, Lord, to a person. And I pray, Father, that you'd move in that, oh God. May we not be too tired. May we not, Lord, lose attention, but may we give all our efforts for one more time, Lord, to realize every soul is precious in your sight. And you said, I know them that are mine, and I'll not lose one of them. I pray, oh God, that you would come, Lord, and give me strength in my body as I need it, oh Lord. But, Lord, we're giving our energy and we're giving our, our, our mouth, we're giving ourselves to you this morning. That you can use us, Lord, for your glory, that we get ourselves out of the way, that you would have the preeminence, I ask. Lord, I pray you're blessed this service, the remainder of it, in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. If you're turning your Bibles to the book of Hebrews, the 12th chapter. <clears throat> Amen. Hasn't it been a wonderful time? That was a little week. Amen. You know, Jesus has been passing by and we say, Amen. I think it's been wonderful. And I, I tell you, the power that has been in these meetings, if our president was here, he'd be able to talk right. If our vice president here, he'd make her a lady. I mean, the power that is here, amen, to change lives forever. We can't take these moments lightly. Amen. What a precious time it is. I just want to tell Brother Tim, thank you for the privilege of being here. And we certainly have appreciated your ministry for all the years and the friendship that you provided and, and the camps that you've had for our young people. We have many I have many young people in my church that have been eternally blessed, and some of them are young parents now, and they're here with their children and helping other young people, and, and I know that uh, the reward is great, and Brother Tim has just been uh, like an older, older, older brother to me, and um, can't, uh, he's not old, I just had an older brother, and he has been, and he's, he's, he's helped me, and he's given me much advice that I'm just thankful for. One, one piece of advice he gave me at youth camp one year, I kept telling the young people I'm just like them, that I'm just another young person. I was in my 40s by this time, and Brother Tim, after one service, says, you're not a young man anymore. <laughs> From then on, I've been old, so I've, uh, but I, I certainly, amen, have valued their friendship. Brother Ron, Spencer, they've just been a special family to me, to my family, and at home, in our church, and... Um, I believe that God has placed us all together as the body of Jesus Christ. And as the times get longer and, and, and closer to the end, we ought to stick that much closer together. For Satan is doing his best to, to separate us and to try to, try to uh, bring uh, walls between us. But I believe between the bride of Jesus Christ there cannot be. He's come to break down the middle wall. Is that right? So we appreciate all that the Lord has done in these meetings. And I know when you have meetings like this and, the, and you have the response that you have and you have the emotion that was here and is here, it can even raise questions amongst people and people that have been around the message for a long time. We want to talk a little bit about that today with the help of the Lord. And if I can title this this morning, I'm just going to uh, title this one word and I want to title it Finishers finishers amen and if you're turning your bibles hebrews 12 we'll start at the first verse we're just going to read two two verses <clears throat> wherefore 
Seeing we are also, we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. You can be seated. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. I'm just going to quote a verse or two out of the book of John. Jesus is very close to his crucifixion, and we know this is resurrection morning. What a morning it is. Amen. But Jesus, uh, when he's just a few moments away from his crucifixion, he, said, he makes the statement, I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. So Jesus says, I finished the work you gave me to do. I want you to think about that statement because they were trying to kill him to stop his work. But he said he had finished it. You see, they couldn't kill him until he had finished. They were fixing to kill him because the prophet said they didn't want the power that could heal the sick that could raise the dead, that could clean up the Mary Magdalene's among us. They didn't want the power that discerned, that could forgive a man of his sins, so they crucified him. But Jesus had said, I'd finished the work. When he was on the cross and he's given up the ghost, he, he said, it is finished. Amen. So I want you to know the one who has called you is the finisher. And Paul has written, he said, we look unto Jesus who is the author of our faith. In case you're wondering where this message started, it never started with Brother Branham. Jesus is the author. And, and services like this, if I could just put it, put, it, put it in a picture, services like this are so important because I, I believe in ministering to moments. Ministries about moments. I mean, you ask Moses after 80 years of contemplation and of training and of knowledge and of message knowledge and of teaching about from his parents and teaching about God and all of his pedigree behind him and then all of his education and all of his science, amen, had not brought him closer to God until he had come into such a stalemate that his life he had forgot, amen, even thoughts of freedom. He thought God would not use him. He knew intellectually who he was, amen, but he didn't know by experience who he was. You ask Moses about those five minutes, amen, in the presence of a pillar of fire. Amen, I want to tell you something. You think drunk children are strange. What about burning bushes? 
Amen. And man, if we had some burning bushes around here, people would say, hey, that can't be God. But you asked Moses if it was God. And Moses' attitude toward the burning bush is what changed his life. That bush said, take off your shoes. If he had not listened, God would have never spoke to him again. Moments. You say, Brother Danny, but I've seen people jump and shout and scream and get drunk. Live like a hypocrite. I have too. I have too. What's that got to do with anything? I mean, there's people out there laundering money all the time. That don't stop you from using it. People rob banks. You still go to work. How do you know it's real, Brother Danny? How do you know it's real? Let me tell you, my father had cruel hatred towards this message. Hated it with all his heart. As I said the other night, that he told, he told us children, as, as, as little ones, he told us, and I can remember him taking us to this church, and he would tell us not to believe what our mother believed and tried his best and his way to, 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 to uh, uh, put in our minds what my mother was in was something wrong. She was in a cult. And, and I can remember him making my mother make a choice. You stay with me or go with what you believe, but you lose me and you lose your children. He made her choose between her children and her God. I want to tell you when you can get to a point that when nothing else matters, Every relationship on earth doesn't have the hold that God does. And when you begin to realize that the Lord Jesus is the one that brought you here, he's the one that gave you your children. When you begin to realize that that's the one that called you, amen, then if you try to hold on to everything, you'll lose it. Amen. But when God saw her make that stand that I will choose, amen, to follow God. Amen. It was just a moment where my daddy was trying to pressure her. And I'm telling you, it wasn't six months. It wasn't six years. Amen. But it was a moment of time that my God came down in the kitchen. It wasn't even in a church. Amen. And he turned around and said, I'll take you to the baptism. I want you to know it's that kind of God that has come upon our young people because that moment, amen, in that moment, the one, amen, that has called you has now let you know he's going to finish it. You don't have to worry about your children. You don't have to worry about your family. You've got the one that created them in you. You don't have to worry about what the doctor says. You don't have to worry about who says what. The guy that called you. Yeah, Brother Nane, we're in the message. We believe the word. We're going to get to that. You ask Paul about the road to Damascus. You ask him what happened there. Amen. In a moment, 
He went from persecuting the church to leading it. And what did that? The same pillar of fire that spoke to Moses. Amen. The same pillar of fire. Amen. That hovered over the earth. The same pillar of fire that talked to Abraham. The same pillar of fire that had its photograph taken. The same pillar of fire that's been in these meetings. You ask Paul about it. This is resurrection morning. And the prophet said what a resurrection that was. But he said what a resurrection this is. Because we have been resurrected out of cold, dark denominationalism. So I got to ask you this question. Does this church look like the first one? That's the answer. That's the answer we're looking for. Does this church look like the first one? Because it's what the word says that counts. It's not what a preacher says. It's not what a critic says. It's not what anybody else says over your experience. It's what the word has said. That's what matters. Brother Ram said that Jesus Christ was the person, the man, God. He was the manifestation of God. He was God in a body form to reflect the word of God for that age. To make that age see God's promise for that age. And the Holy Ghost is the same thing today. It's the spirit of God upon the written word trying to find somebody to reflect itself to this age to prove that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. St. John 14, 12, the works that I do shall you do also. Jesus Christ the same Yesterday, today, and forever, see, constantly trying to find a way to reflect itself. And they couldn't do it. The people thought so much of their denominations and their little nests that they had and so forth. They called their churches so they wouldn't listen to it. And so they do it today. Same thing. They crucify him afresh. And Peter, on the day of Pentecost, he said, You men that dwell in Jerusalem and in Judea, hearken to my words. These are not drunk, as you suppose. And he said, if you'll stand still, I'll show you what it is. And he goes ahead and explains to him. Now, you just bear with me a little bit this morning. That we get so worried about the hypocrite. We get so worried about the crooked preacher. You know, we, we hear so often, you know, why, why should we listen to preachers? You know, they, get, they take you into false doctrine. You know, just get it straight from the tape. You know it ain't going to go wrong if you push play. Well, let me talk about the Holy Ghost a minute. See, because the Bible says the rain falls on the unjust. And the just. Well, let me just say it right. It falls on the just and the unjust. You know, Brother Branham... 
You know, God sent you a prophet that explained his experience through the Baptist church and through the Pentecostal church and, and the gift that was in his life to discern. And, and he, he talked about his experiences in the early Pentecostal church and, and the things he saw, how the Holy Spirit would fall upon the congregation and they'd raise up and speak in tongues. And he talked about the two men. He said one was a real godly man, but the other man was living with another, uh, with another woman other than his wife. And he said, if that's the way it is, I don't want nothing to do with it because he didn't understand it. You understand how God could fall and anoint a person like that. But then one day God showed him and he read to him out of the book of Hebrews and showed him how the rain falls on the just and the unjust. And, and he said, it came to me, amen, that the same rain that makes the wheat to grow makes the weeds grow. And the same Holy Spirit that can fall in a bunch of people can bless a hypocrite just the same as it blesses another. I, you know, I think our God is really big. That he would not only bless his people, he would bless those that weren't his people. That at least they'd have a moment. They may not go to heaven, but they'd have a moment. And the same Holy Spirit can fall in a bunch of people and can bless a hypocrite just the same as it blesses the other. And Jesus says, by their fruits you shall know them. Not whether he shouts, whether he rejoices, but it's by his fruit you shall know him. I said, there you are, I got it, Lord. And that is really the truth. A man could have gifts without knowing God. So then I was getting too critical on speaking with tongues, you see, but then one day God vindicated that to me. Amen. I, I, I want to make a statement. See, because you young people, you've got to take something home with you. You've got to take what has happened here and not leave it here. God isn't asking you, no, you can't replicate a service like this every time. But God isn't asking you to do that. But, you know, God has to shock your system sometimes to get you out of something. You know, you've been pulled by the devil for years and years and years, but one of those moments can shock you. Amen. And to turn your thinking where it's a paradox, Brother Branham said, where you were going one way and all of a sudden you turn and all those devils who have lived and encamped in your life for all those years. Think about, amen, the maniac of Gadara. Ask him about it. Was it teaching that brought him out of it or was it a man that met him on the road? Amen. That man had been in, he lost his family and he's up in the tombs amen and he can't help himself and no man can help him but Jesus said I gotta go to Louisiana because there's somebody there that is bound and they can't be free and I'm gonna give them a moment I'm gonna give you girls a moment I'm gonna give you boys a moment Amen, it's going to change you. You've been bound. You couldn't dress right. You couldn't live right. You couldn't talk right. But then Jesus came. Do you think that man, some of you just looking at me like a mule looking at a new gate. Go ahead and enjoy it. Do you think that man said, I learned that in the Baptist church? I sat down for six months under some teaching and I learned I had a devil. But there was a desire in that man. 
Oh, we've used this before. I'm going to use it again because it's another generation. There is desire in that man. Amen. When Jesus came, that man was standing in his way because something had pulled him down there. And it was his desire. He wasn't free yet. But his desire had brought him there. And he was called Legion. What's your name? Legion. A couple thousand devils could not stop one man's desire. They might have made him live wrong. They might have destroyed his family. Listen to me, young man. They might have destroyed his family. Amen. They might have made him strip his clothes off. They might have made him lose his mind. But they could not stop a predestinated seed that laid on the inside of them. This man was not a hypocrite. This man was election. And because election was there, Laodicea couldn't stop it. Amen. No preacher could stop it. Nobody could stop it. He had to get to Jesus. Jesus had a bunch of Jews in his boat. They're the revelated ones, you know. They're the ones with the knowledge of the message. And they're sitting there. They don't have a clue what's going on. Jesus said, let's go to the other side. Satan knew it. He knew Jesus went everywhere with purpose. He's come to do a work. He wasn't coming to play games. These meetings are not games. He'd come to finish the work. So Satan knew he wasn't playing games. And he looked upon that boat and he tried his best to sink it. But Jesus has said, let's go on to the other side. I got a purpose in going over there to that country. I'm not going to people like you Jews, but I'm going to somebody that's got the same seed inside of them, amen, that they, you have inside of you. Amen, and that election drew God. Your election has drawn God. Then some old Pharisee will sit back and look at some young drunk person. Say, that's not the way our church believes it. Well, I got news for you. I didn't come because of your church. Amen. I came because of the word. And the word said, he who the son has set free is free indeed. Don't tell me how to act. There ain't no church can tell me how to act. There ain't no church you can tell me, amen, who my God is. Amen, if God is inside of me, it'll express itself because the word said he would. Amen, Brother Derek, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. You ask that maniac about that moment. That's better yet. Let's ask those devils about that moment. I don't need to ask any preacher. It's all right if you do. I don't need to ask anybody. But those devils thought about it. They were hoping that that maniac would push play. Brother Danny, you're touching something sacred. Really? All I'm doing is touching your cold, dark denominationalism. 
it was not God that told you to quit preaching. I said it wasn't God, but you know there's a lot of preachers messed up. I do. There's a lot of people messed up too. But I want to tell you one person who's not intimidated if others preach his message, and that's the prophet. And I'm going to tell you about another prophet. Stood up to a young man. Stand up, Philip. You're a young man. Perhaps you've got a call in your heart, but you're a little shaky because you don't know. Somebody's told you we don't have to preach anymore. Every call of God, whether you're an evangelist, your teacher, your pastor, whatever you are, amen, got good news. You don't even have to study. Just press play. Somebody else will even tell you what to press. Isn't that wonderful? All of the burden is taken off the ministry. It's wonderful. I didn't tell you to sit down, Timothy. I know exactly what your name is, Philip. Come here. I'm using the Bible. Philip, I know you're a little worried. Somebody's told you to quit on preaching. I used to walk like that. Yeah. Can't do it no more. It's like plop, plop. Amen. Amen, Philip. I know that you're trying to hide that gift in you, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to preach to you a minute. You and me, Timothy, we're going to have a conversation, okay? Amen. Paul, Paul, I'm down to the end of my road. Amen, but you're a young man, and I want to tell you something. Don't stop. Amen, but I want you to preach the word, Timothy. Amen, I don't want you to neglect the gift that is within you, but I want you to stir it up. For the Spirit speaketh expressly at the last days. Amen, men will give heed to seducing spirits, and they'll give heed to all kinds of doctrines and devils. Amen, but what are you going to do, Timothy? You're going to finish. Amen, I've called you to preach the word. I've called you to finish what God has started. Thank you, buddy. Love you. There's a devil around our message. Let me tell you again, there's a devil around our message. It is not an alternative doctrine. It is a seducing spirit that doesn't want the Holy Ghost to rise up in your life and preach the word because God has said you are the final voice to the final age under the messenger of her age. Come on out of Babylon. Come on out of those tape churches. Come on out of dark denominationalism. Come on, you maniacs. Come on out. That ain't the word tells you to stop preaching. Well, who do I stay with then, Brother Tim or Brother Brandon? Who do I stay with? If you'd actually listened when you pressed play, you would know. Why are you saying that, Brother Danny? Well, it ain't in my notes. It must be in your heart. It's in your heart. I'm going to say it. The devil's lying to you. And he's made you to trust in another doctrine of Balaam and put your comfort in a building and some son of a prophet. God never called you to be that way. He called you to be a son. And if you're a son, he gave a spirit to confirm it. That's what the Holy Ghost is. That's what this resurrection is all about. 
I may get in trouble. That's all right. It's a fight worth fighting. Every one of you young men, it's a fight worth fighting. It's a gospel worth preaching. Amen. I said it again. It's a gospel worth preaching. Amen. We're not sitting here with nothing to say. We got something to say because the Holy Spirit has given us utterance. Ask that maniac what that day meant to him. Because it's about moments. I'll tell you what the prophet said. The prophet said, stay with the word. So that the spirit of the word will be upon the people. He never said stay with the man. He said stay with the word. Because the word will produce a ministry that has been born of the word. But when you have a pulpit compromising or promoting a certain doctrine, that doctrine has seed that will produce its own ministry. And that ministry will only reflect the doctrine that's been promoted and the personality of the one promoting it. Help me, Lord. But when a ministry starts under another Holy Ghost ministry, it can only reflect the Holy Ghost and have the boldness that comes from operating in the Holy Spirit and not the boldness of another man's personality. I've seen so much of that. Copycat ministries. But the Holy Ghost has a ministry. It was a paradox. There was a moment. There was a moment on Acts 2 where a bunch of cowards were turned into bold preachers and witnesses. They had knowledge. They'd seen miracles. But now the Holy Spirit come. Amen. And how them people in the upper room there, they were afraid of the Jews and they had walked with Jesus. But when the Holy Spirit came, they weren't afraid no more. Out into the street they went screaming and falling and acting like a bunch of drunk people. You ever seen a drunk person? Just the other, yes, last, last night we saw a few. I've, I've seen them on, uh, on alcohol. They're so drunk. Remember one time me and another brother, it was in the wintertime, we was in another country region. We're driving down the road and it's Snow everywhere, bitter cold. We see a man down in the ditch, and he's stuck on a barbed wire fence. And he can't get off of it. Well, he stopped the car, we better help this guy. We went down there, and that guy was so drunk. He didn't care if he was hung up on a fence. He was hung there, and we're trying to, he was so big, he was bigger than both of us brothers put together, and we're trying to, trying to pick him up and get him over the fence. It wasn't working. I can, remember, I can remember very clearly that the only way I could get him over the fence was put my, my foot on his, uh, <laughs> his, his back, and, and I pushed him over. And I pushed him over, and he went on his nose, landed in the snow, lay there for a minute. He got back up, and he looked at me, and he goes, Hey! He didn't care if I had kicked him. He pulled his wallet out and he was trying to give us money. And the man was drunk. 
He didn't care. Forgot about. Something about being drunk, you start forgetting. There's one thing God wants you to do is he wants you to learn to forget what the enemy has done so that you can realize the power of God is bigger than any memory, any action. Somebody might have treated you wrong, but our God is a good, 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 good man. Amen. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. He's the Prince of Peace. Somebody might have done you wrong. You might got scars in your life, but he's got a couple he wants to show you himself. Then then with your scars, he engraved you in the palms of his hands. He said, I'll never forget you. And I'm going to give you a moment down here at Easter camp that you'll never forget me but does this new church this new revelation the gospel Malachi 4 produce drunk children is that really of God brother Danny well, I want to tell you about a moment in our church and tell you, in the church I came out of, we never had those moments. We didn't even know how to say amen. We were so dumbed down that whatever the preacher said, we've blindly followed it because our safety was in the denomination. My mama believed it. My daddy believed it. They all believed it. So I'm in it. I must be all right. So I remember one time, very clearly, my cousin asked me, I was still preaching and I said yes and he said you still preaching what William Brandon preached I said yes and he said I said why do you ask and he said because he's went to hell and I said well I said because you asked that I want to ask you a question how many books of Brother Branham have you actually studied or tapes listened to to say this man has went to hell here's what dark denominationalism will do this is what following a preacher will do because I haven't read any. But my daddy read one book and told me it was no good. So you read one book and sent a man to hell. It wasn't, the, it wasn't that. It was the denominationalism you're under that don't want that power. They don't know their Bible. And if they don't know their Bible, how can they rightly discern and if you don't have the Spirit of God in you, how can you rightly discern? And if you don't have the Spirit of God in you and say that what's fallen on the kids is not of God, you're not going to like it either. And I don't care if you are a preacher. We had it happen in our church. Drunk kids laying all over the place. The police even came. It, they came. And our kids ran to the car. <laughs> this is great. Save a cop. <laughs> Defund the police the right way. <laughs> Let them have nobody to go after. Yeah. I'm serious. They were hanging out of trees. They were laying on the ground. On the platform. And some of them today are so far in the world 
then it couldn't have been a God. Because if it didn't save all of them, then it couldn't have been a God. Stand up, Seth. Stand up, Joshua. Amen. I'll tell you what came out of that rain. Deacons. Sunday school teachers, song leaders. Some of them aren't here, preachers. That came out of that rain. They got drunk. I happen to think these guys are pretty good. I happen to think the Holy Ghost did a good job. You can say, I know you guys want to keep standing, but you can say, we had others that fell on. We had to carry them. They was laughing. They was carrying on. They were drunk as those guys. And they're so far in the world today. And if I would spend all of my time looking at them and say, see what happens to drunk people? I've totally missed it. Because it's not about those that never continued. And it's not about those that started and couldn't finish. It's time to wear your coat, buddy. It's not about the starter. It's about the finisher. And God never called me here to start. Amen. But the one that started this work is also a finisher inside of me. He never called me to stop. He called me all the way to a change of my body. Hallelujah. I'll tell you who the Spirit fell upon. If the Spirit did not fall upon you and make you a son, you were already sons. But it fell on some who weren't sons. So they jumped like other sons, but they had nothing in them to finish. But when it falls on some sons, where were you, Job? Where were you, Job? Where were you, Job, before the foundation of the world? I'll tell you where you were. You were in the mind of God. You were in his heart. And he brought you down to this earth to express his heart. And I'm going to express it. If he finished his work, we're going to finish ours. If you trust me, amen, it fell upon sons. Who did the Holy Spirit fall upon at Corinth? Sons. Who did it fall upon at the day of Pentecost? Sons. It did not make you sons. You are already sons. It only brought you into your adopted position as a son. As you were in the world, you couldn't cast the check. Amen. But now that you've been baptized, you can cast it. Ask what you will, and it shall be given unto you. But, 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 Brother Danny, we know better than that. Them people, 
Him people spoke in tongues and got the Holy Ghost. You know, we're in the message now. We've went a little bit deeper. Lord, give me my breath, please. He said, you're over 50. Deal with it. And Lord, but I watched Judas stand there and point his finger and saw devils say, man, come out. How can I trust anything like that? Amen. Amen. Your concern is not the Judases among us. Your concern is not the websites among us that are preaching against a prophet. Hey, man, I'll tell you, you would turn to Judas and say, where does he reside? Why are you going to listen to a man that had a God-given Holy Ghost ministry but couldn't finish? You want to criticize something like this? I'll tell you what your problem is. I'm not, nobody's telling you you have to run and shout to heaven. Nobody has said that. But what the God wants to do to you is get you out from behind your shell. If you stand there like a post and the Holy Ghost comes upon you and pulls you out of your shell and you stand there and you just say, oh God, amen, that's good enough for God. But it's what comes after. And if you spend your time in a service like this looking at that, well, that's not God, that's not God. All you're telling me is you've never come out from behind your shell. I don't care if you're a preacher and you've been in the message 700 years. That's a long time if you're counting. If you've been there that long and you know all the quotes and can quote it better than every preacher on here combined, it means nothing to God. Amen. Because if he hasn't come to you in a moment on the sacred sands of revelation and changed you there, amen, to a new creature in Christ Jesus, baptizing you into the body of Christ, you're as dead as Judas is. We got too many people that know about the message but not the God that sent it. Do you, Brother Bam says we haven't come to talk about it, we've come to get under it. We ain't come to try to absorb teaching, we come to get under the word. Amen, the devil's lied to some of you and thought the more you knew about it, well, then you would have it. That's not it. Amen, the more you know about it, the more faith you should have. Amen, the more you know about it, the more faith you should have, not more criticism. Not more criticism. Come on. These doctrines of devils that tell you that you listen to a tape a day or get the Holy Ghost, that's a doctrine of the devil because the devil wants you to think you got comfort in something mechanical and you can listen. Your ability to listen is not going to give you the Holy Ghost. Amen. Your ability to surrender, amen, is when the God comes into your life and he say, I will change you, amen, until you're not the same. Brother Danny, have you had have you had hypocrites in your pulpit? No doubt. Probably have some more. I don't know. I shouldn't have said that. No, I don't want that. 
But you know, we're not allowed to know everything. And if you're worried about that, ask Jesus why in the world he looked at you and said, Hey, come follow me. You guys know that Brother Bynum had some boys with him turned into homosexuals? What kind of message are you in? Same one Jesus is in that called Judas to come stand with him. The same one that Paul was in that asked Demas to follow him. Had guys in this congregation like Alexander and Hymenius. We got any of those here? Just checking. You know, Alexander and Hymenius had more revelation than Paul did. They said the resurrection has passed already, Paul. And it's because of what you said. We are now seated in heavenly places. Well, glory to God. If we're in heavenly places, the resurrection is already over. And overthrow the faith of some. You know, the Lord has already come. Well, I got you to be quiet anyway. <laughs> you know where the bride? Do you know this is the bride age? For me to say that did not give me the right to start another doctrine. Or to even tell you we're in the bride age. We're in the Laodicean age. What is the bride age? It's the age of maturity. It's the age of finishers. It's the rapture age. It's the harvest age. It's the cycle, the full cycle age. Don't go tell me we've left that age. Oh, Brother Danny, the prophet is no longer the messenger to the bride now. Now the Holy Spirit is. But if you'd actually read your Bible, you find out he is actually the messenger in every age. If you actually read your Bible, but because men want to be the leaders, they've got to promote something that'll put their flesh in it. Amen. God never called you to be like that. Amen. He called you to be the final voice under the, in the final age. Amen. In this Laodicea to prove to Satan he's not interested in proving it to other preachers. He's interested in proving it to that son of the morning. He's interested in proving it to Lucifer. This bride, this bride, this bride is not like that one. She's not like that Eve. She'll stay with the word. She'll believe the word. She'll finish. God never gave any minister the right to change the age that a prophet didn't. How dare you think you're more spiritual than the prophet that came? By God, behold, I send unto you. Elijah, oh, you said, Brother Danny, but you said if you don't, if you don't have to if you don't have to push play to believe. We listen. Come on now. You got more with you than that. You got more in the tank than that. God wants to use you. What does he say? God wants to use you like never before. I'm going to tell you young people what you got in you. i tell you. Some people have trivialized the Holy Ghost. Made it a little simple doctrine that we get, and now we go on and we learn all the great things. 
I got news for you. The token is what was needed to follow the seals. That little simple doctrine. And here's what the scripture says. Young people, I want you to know something. You might have felt real good last night and jumped up and down and screamed. That's wonderful, and I love it for you. It's a moment that you should never forget. Now, tomorrow, you may not feel like that. But now God wants to tell you what has happened. And Paul's going to echo his voice. Brother Branham's going to echo his. We're going to echo ours. Here's what the Holy Spirit is. He's your guide. He guides you to a place and he can guide you out. He never guided you to Laodicea and then they changed the gender of people and he says, okay, I don't know who they are anymore. I can't guide them. He's the guide. Not only is he a guide, this is why Satan wants to tri trivialize it. He's a comforter. Holy Spirit is God. He's a comforter. He's the one that comes along. Amen. And when the devil begins to fight, throw arrows in your brain that nothing really happened there. There's a comforter there, Brother Liddell. Amen. That begins to tell you, amen, don't forget what I have done. Amen. That I have started the work. I'm also able to finish it. I'm your comforter. I'm a comforter when you wanted to quit. When the pressure got so hard. When the devil said, if that's the way it's going to be, I no longer serve him. He was the comforter. Brother Branham wanted to be a quitter. Come on, somebody help me. I just can't take it no more. I've been abused. I can't take it no more. I've been told this. I can't take it no more. I did, don't give up. I have wanted to quit. But I got good news for you. Some of you drunken folks that were rolling around on the floor, a finisher moved up on in the inside of you. And when a finisher goes in, nothing can take him out. Amen. What is the Holy Spirit? He is a guide. He is a comforter. He's a spirit of truth. He can discern between right and wrong. That's why I get really concerned when people start criticizing the way people act. Well, that's out of church order, brother Danny. It's out of church order. How dare you try to say what church order should be? You go home with a temper to fight a bus off. Your home's out of order. Your life is out of order. But the church is not in order. I got a question for you. And if anybody in here wants to answer it, please stand up and answer it. How can a man without the Holy Ghost know what church order is?
Well, that's harsh, Brother Danny. Well, it's better to hear it here. Isn't it? It's trying to be a blessing. Yeah, he's showing off now. He's acting too funny in the pool. Let me just tell you something. I learned that from the proofs. Let me just tell you something. You know, why shouldn't I act that way? If you know where we came from, you know the family that God brought us out of. I could be in order in some denomination and be dead as a doornail. Amen. But when I saw my God bring me out of the miry clay, I got a little bit of David on the inside of me. Amen. I want you to know. Amen. I'm a part of that word that is returned in this hour. Amen. I got a finisher, Brother Jackson. I got a finisher inside of me. Amen. You can't stop me. Amen. You can't stop me. Come on, old woman. Stop me from dancing a little bit. Come on, brother. Come on. We got a God. Amen. We got a God. We got a God. We got a God that brought us out of bondage. We got a God that brought us out of bondage. You want to tell me I shouldn't dance. You want to tell me I shouldn't rejoice. You want to tell me I shouldn't love the Lord. We got a God. Amen. Who heals the sick. Who gives the Holy Ghost. You want to tell me I shouldn't praise God? Come on, devil. Come on, devil. This is your hour. This is your time. You lost the battle. some critic in my ear telling me I didn't have what I had but I want the devil to know I am not a victim I'm a son of God I've been called to this age and I'm going to overcome you might have been abused girl some man's might have abused you but you're not a victim Satan was just trying to stop you. You're not going to commit suicide. Amen. Come on out. Don't believe the devil's lie. Renounce the devil. Renounce the devil. And go home and be a Jew.
who started this work, he is also able to finish it. The God that started it is the God that's in you. That's right, comfort. The God that started you is the God that's going to finish it for us. Why shouldn't I praise the Lord? Hold on a minute. My family's gone through some hard waters, deep waters lately. I have a sister here we prayed would be here. God came in a real personal way last night. And he said, John, my daddy's in heaven. John, I've come down for your girl. Now you want to tell me I should just stand there and say, Amen. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. You know, but when God says something, I want another voice behind it because John said, All of heaven, all of earth, those under the earth, all the dead, heard me saying, after the word had been spoken, heard me saying, Glory. you know what he said when he was in India and he had the vision of that blind man he said all that day I sat and listened to all of these different doctrines and different churches say how wrong Christianity was and how theirs was the right one but then God showed me a vision amen of a man receiving his sight amen and I turned around and I looked upon all those religions and I said all you do is get one man to move from one religion to another change the way he worships but I ask you then what then he said I invite any of you to come up here and give this man his sight he said I felt like Elijah amen on Mount Carmel cause God had showed me he said brethren amen neither can I but I'm serving the one. And I want to tell you what he said, Brother Ron, and this is for you. He said it was only a drama then. It wasn't a question. It wasn't, will I make it? It was only a drama. It was only a film that was being played that God would show he is the God of gods. He is the Lord of lords. I am the Lord that healeth all my diseases. I am the God that gives you the Holy Ghost. I am the God that brought Abraham out of earth. I am the God that brought Moses out of Egypt. I am the God that called Brother Branham out of the Baptist. I am the God that called you out of this world.
is finished.
away in my choice from the tempest to heal now I Just 
Just be 
Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, how great thou art. How great then sings my soul.
God when I in awesome wonder consider all the worlds I has have made I see the stars I hear the rolling thunder, thy power throughout the universe. Second verse display went through the woods and forest glades. I wonder.
when Christ shall come with a shout of acclamation and take me home what joy shall fill my heart then I shall bow in humble adoration I see the truth of the cross, 